Have you ever faced things where, honestly, you just don't know how to pray? Have you ever gone through things and you don't really know how to pray? You have no idea what the will of God is so that you could pray? Or maybe, have you ever been so physically in pain in your body that you can't pray, you're in agony? Have you ever felt so weak that you don't know how to even begin a conversation with God? Have you ever felt in your mental health you feel like you're losing your mind? And you can't put words together. You simply can't. And have you ever been in a situation where the most that you can do is groan? A kind of inarticulate sound that expresses deep grief and overwhelming despair. Romans 8, verse 26. In the same way, we'll talk about what he's referring to in a moment or two, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes prayers, steps in the gap for us through wordless groans and he who searches our hearts that's God the Father knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And Paul says in the same way, and that's referring to above in that section of the Bible, we groan in weakness because we're living with, Romans 8 says, incompleteness. That section before says you've got the first fruits of the Holy Spirit. The moment someone comes to Jesus, they get born again by the Spirit. They get a new nature. God makes his home in them. But there's an incompleteness. Because there's a promise of the future. Which is resurrection bodies. Jesus is the firstborn from the grave and the promise for the believer is resurrection but not kind of like being a formless body on a cloud but resurrection body 
Jesus had a physical body. He could do some incredible things. He could walk through a wall and appear. But he still ate fish. It was a physical body. He says to Thomas, you can touch where the spear was. You can touch my hands when Thomas had doubts. The whole earth, Romans says, is groaning. Is longing for a new earth. And when the Bible talks about new earth, it really talks about a renewed earth. Heaven comes to earth. And we live in real bodies on a physical earth with no separation from God. In, in any sense of he's there all the time, we can see him. Amen. And so the Bible says... There's an incompleteness. We're, we're yearning, longing. The earth is yearning and longing for the revelation of the sons and daughters of the king to be revealed. The earth is longing and groaning for renewal. And we are yearning and longing to be with him, to see him, to know him, to have resurrection bodies. And so this section of the Bible says we groan. We groan at times with sickness. We believe for the kingdom to come now and we believe for healing and we celebrate breakthroughs like we celebrate breakthroughs like Bobby. Kingdom of heaven came, his cancer free. Over here a lady who had skin cancer was healed, got cancer, got cancer gone from her from her from her skin. Man in that toilet didn't know Jesus, got healed of pancreatic cancer in a moment through a prayer which was simply Jesus blast cancer got healed. Wow. We've seen healing. We know, we know that, but there's mystery and other people struggling with sickness and so they groan with sickness. Groaning for a day when actually we're looking forward actually would be pain free. There'd be no more tears. Amen. Groaning. Amen. We groan with losses. We groan with thwarted plans. We thought it was going to work out and then dash, it's imperfect and it falls apart. We groan with delay. We groan when we face our own inadequacies and our weaknesses and limitations. We groan with our frustrations. We groan when things go wrong and we don't know how to fix it, heal it and make it better. And the Bible says, in the same way, the Spirit helps in our weaknesses. We don't know what to pray. We don't know what the will of God is. We don't know what he's planning to do. And the Holy Spirit is there interceding and praying for us through wordless groans. So this is an amazing piece of the Bible that gives so much hope and so much relief. Have you ever been in a situation where you don't know what to pray and then you feel a little whisper that says, if you had just prayed more. And Steve Backlund said once when he was fasting, fasting and he ate a marshmallow and he felt that little voice say, God was just about to break in and then you had to eat a marshmallow. <laughs> You're that close. <laughs> you pray for 10 minutes and the little voice says the breakthrough was minute 11. <laughs> <laughs> I 
or you feel so weak and you, you feel like, I've just got to do something to show God I'm really serious. So I'll set the time on the alarm earlier because I'm really serious, I really need you. And then the little voice says, he would have broken in at 4.50, you woke up at 5. <laughs> the amazing relief of these verses and the amazing hope is that when we don't know how to pray and what to ask for, God prays to God. It's incredible. The Trinity interacts with one another on our behalf. It's incredible. Jesus made a way through his life, death and resurrection for us to be reconnected and reunited to God the Father, God the Son and God the Spirit. God the Father looks at us and loves us so deeply and he searches our heart. And who does he meet? Not our perplexed, bewildered weakness. He meets Holy Spirit. Who is there with energy and vigour acting on our behalf. And Father finds Holy Spirit there praying for us. These verses are saying, how does he pray? Through wordless groans. Somehow he... He comes in our heart, he's in our heart, and he inspires a, a sound out of us that's a wordless groan. In Romans earlier, it talks about the Holy Spirit causes us to cry out, Abba, Papa, Daddy. It's coming out of our mouth, but it's Holy Spirit inspires inspiring the cry of father, dad, papa. He inspires this groan and Paul says it's too deep for words. It's too deep for words and it's a, it's a sound that contains real requests. Amen. It's really detailed and specific. And he prays for us and we don't really understand. But the Father hears the Spirit interceding and understands it completely. And so Paul is saying, we don't know how to pray sometimes and ask because we're just ignorant. We just don't know the end from the beginning and we don't know. Or... We're just too weak, or we're just so overwhelmed with it all, we don't know where to start. And the Bible says the Spirit helps us. He takes our incapacity to put words to our pain. He sees, he understands the ache in our heart, and he turns all of that into an articulate, detailed, specific prayer on our behalf. He asks for what we don't know how to ask for. We, the Holy Spirit has no communication problem. Amen. None at all. He knows exactly how to communicate. He knows everything. 
And so he awakens within us a groan that it's impossible for us to understand but to the Father who searches our hearts. It's completely intelligible and makes complete sense. He prays perfectly for us. He prays the will of God 100% in line with the will of God. 100% in line with the Father's will. The Holy Spirit knows how to pray. He's filling in. Praying in a way that we need. You're not expected to know everything. I'm not expected to know everything. Sometimes we think that's what prayer is. We know it all. And then we bring what we know and our plans to God the Father and says... It needs to be this way, in this time, in this order, and this outcome, according to these resources, according to this time scale. I see it all, God. I know it all so perfectly. And I'm telling you, I'm interceding on behalf of myself and other people because I see it all perfectly. But the Holy Spirit truly knows what we don't know. He knows best. And so he asks the Father to make it happen. He knows every area, he knows every detail, he knows every outcome, he sees it all. And then he talks to the Father on our behalf with a groan. Father, do this, make it happen. This verse tells us it's okay not to know. It's okay not to be in control. It's okay not to analyse and understand and comprehend. It's okay to be weak and limited and fragile and confused and ignorant. It's okay. It's okay. He knows where we live. He understands our frame. He knows what we are. He knows where we came from. He knows we're just creatures who are in union with the Creator, but at the end of the day are just flesh and bones and are just dust who don't understand. He knows it all. He understands our confusion and our perplexity. He understands where we're ignorant and weak and where we can't. He understands it all and loves us and speaks on our behalf. To the Father. God's work is not limited to what you and I understand. Amen. He doesn't need us to comprehend and understand and get it in order for God to do it. Someone once said to me, The Holy Spirit wants to come not as a horse. To be ridden. You know a horse, you can train a horse, you can bridle a horse, you can use the stirrups on a horse, you can direct a horse where you want it to go. And sometimes we feel more comfortable with a relationship with the Holy Spirit as a horse when he says, I want to come as a wave. I want to come as a wave where you ride me, but actually I'm the force, I'm the power, I'm I'm the one who knows. Let go of your control. Let go of your need to understand. And then finally, Paul links this amazing intercessory prayer, these groans, with a section of the Bible that we, we know so well. It's 
So let's go from 26 again so we hear again. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he searches, and he who searches our hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, Amen. because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know, and we know, that for those who love God, all things work together for good. Hallelujah. For those who are called according to his purpose. What's the Holy Spirit praying? He's praying, Father, work it together for good. Amen. This is Amen. He's praying. This is, this is this, God's talking to God and saying, this is the will of God. Father, I understand it all, Spirit says. We, we, we need this to happen, we need that to happen, this is what it good looks like in this, I'm working it together for good, he's praying for a groan, make Romans 28, 828 true father, work it together for good, work it together for good, work it together for good, and he knows and he understands. So we lay down control. Mm. We lay down prayers from our language that dictate to God at times outcomes and solutions and strategies and timings and what good we think. We lay it all down. Because there are times in our weakness we just don't know. And there are times when we know. And there are times when we understand. And there are times when he has spoken and we just know what to ask for. And we speak in our language and we articulate it and bring it. But there's also times where we wrestle with the incompleteness of frustrations and inadequacies and delay and losses and sicknesses that don't go away. And things that go wrong that we can't fix and we can't sort and we can't heal. And we can't make it better. And he groans and he says, Father, work it all together for good. This one loves you. This one's called according to your purpose. Work it together for good. Form Christ in them. Let them shine brighter. Let their faith endure. Let them overcome. Let them be resilient, persevering. Father, give them grace so they won't quit. Yes. Make them bold, Father, with the good news. Hallelujah. They don't even know how to ask for that, Father. Make them bold. Know that they let them know how much I love them. Holy Spirit's there causing a cry. Abba, Father, Daddy, God, you love me. He's causing a groan. Ah, despair and pain. And he's articulating it. Holy Spirit is so good. He's so intimately involved in all of our lives and everything. He's not the slave driver who says, could have done better, mm. should have done more, mm. could have prayed longer, should have tried harder, could have fasted more, could have got up earlier. Mm. He's the one who comes alongside and leads us tenderly, like a shepherd leads sheep to green pastures. Yeah. His rod and his staff comfort us as we pass through mm. seasons where Amen. we just experience the reality of the incompleteness of the world we live in. 
and he brings a feast before our enemies. He's so good. I'm going to pray for us that we would just know the relief and the hope that comes in these verses. The comfort and the strength that's found in them. And God, I want to thank you that the Spirit is within us and praying for us. And I want to pray that God, that we'd have such a confidence that God is praying for us in ways sometimes we just can't. And I believe God wants to invite us into a leaning upon him in a new way, in a leaning on him where we don't have to understand and control everything. And we just lean on the one who knows. Amen. And uh, host, we just invite you into that kind of relationship of leaning on him. That sometimes it's through moments where we just give ourselves the freedom just to be silent with God and just sit with him knowing he's there. And being silent with him, just knowing that he's speaking and doing deeply. I want to end with this story just for to tell. There are times in my life where I can feel and know Holy Spirit is talking to the Father on my behalf. And I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to control those moments through understanding and analysis and comprehension. And that I didn't want to sit still just knowing that he's talking, he knows. I wanted to know. I wanted to understand. I wanted to be part of what they were talking about. Sometimes I wanted to do it because I wanted to control it, because I thought, I love what's going on, and if I know what you're doing and what you're all saying, then I can have this whenever I want. It's so hard to sometimes step back from understanding. I find it is my greatest battle often, is I want to comprehend. I want to understand. I want to be in control. I want to know where the ending is and what the ending is going to be. Amen. I want to know. I want to know now because I want to prepare because I want to hold it. And I don't know whether in those moments I've quenched what God was doing. I don't think you actually kill what God is doing. I think in those moments I have made it longer because I've got involved and I wanted to pray in words. Hallelujah. And I felt, instead of this peace of all oh, the Holy Spirit's talking to the Father on my behalf, suddenly this rush of anxiety would come in as I want to take back control. I think there's something of learning to let go, of learning to surrender, of learning to recognise that we just need him so much. And that, dear friends, if you're in situations where you don't know what to do, and you come to the Bible and you think, Sometimes people stayed and sometimes they went and sometimes Jesus walked through the crowd and didn't submit to death and then he's in Gethsemane and submitting to death and it's, it's confusing because it can be right in different ways at different times. Just to surrender to God. Even right now, maybe right now with God, you, you, you like me could pray, God, I so often want to control I so often want to be at the end and see how it all works out. And if I could just see how it would work out, then I might have peace. But to have the peace that transcends all understanding, 
Sometimes you have to let go of understanding. Sometimes you just have to let go of the need to be in control and to trust. Otherwise, we can't enjoy the moment, and it's in the moment where God is. So I'm going to land with this thought. Wherever you are, whatever's going on in your life, whatever feels overwhelming, whether it's sickness in the family, whether it's a, a longing unfulfilled, whether it's pain that you can see is not changing, just to rest in God, to say, God, I'm confused, I'm perplexed, I don't understand, but I know that you love me. And I lay down the need to control and analyse and understand in this, in this set of circumstances, and I trust the prayers of the Holy Spirit in this moment. I don't hear you pray, I don't understand what you're praying, but I understand this, that you're praying, Father, work it together for good. Amen.